This is On the Border with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. A Red Apple Podcast production. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Welcome to this installment of On the Border. I am your host, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. And with me is our co-host, Todd Benzman. Todd Benzman is with the Center for Immigration Studies. And, folks, he is one of the most amazing journalists in the country. Welcome, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Todd, listen, there was a story that you broke. We covered it here in December that the DHS had begun carrying out very secretive air deportations. Tens of thousands of illegal immigrants, including Haitians, were being sent back to their home countries. Now, apparently, apparently this has had some effect. What can you tell us right now? What's going on with these airlifts sending illegal immigrants back home? Why is the Biden administration doing it? Is it going to last? Let's dig into this. Right. So the Biden administration very, very quietly began mass deportations by ICE air to home countries in Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Haiti, and most recently, Venezuela, Brazil, and Ecuador. The reason why they're deporting those nationalities is because those nationalities are the ones that have been crossing the border in the highest congregations, the highest concentrations in the quickest, shortest period of time. Now, the Biden administration has never spoken about these. They won't acknowledge them and they won't answer any of my emails or phone calls. Unfortunately, I'm the only writer in America who has written about this. It's not been picked up by any regular media, but it's, you know, I've watched it happen on the tarmac and I've, you know, tracked the flights on public flight tracking databases and you can, you can see it all clearly what's happening. And also I've interviewed the, some of the migrants who have been deported. So, it's happening. And the reason they're doing it, in my opinion, and it's got to be an opinion because they won't talk about it, is they are worried about the midterm elections. They've uh-huh. got to bring these numbers down at the border before the midterm elections because they are polling terribly on this issue. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about it because it infuriates their liberal progressive wing and they take all kinds of punishment. They did this publicly after the Haitian migrant camp debacle in September. They used air deportations on Haitians, and you know it was uh, you know a, a scream fest by that wing of the party until they had to cancel those air repatriation flights. It was highly controversial for the Biden administration to do that, but unbeknownst to them or me or anybody, they were already airlifting tens of thousands of Central Americans back to Central America. And it worked. You can see in the data that those nationalities that were targeted for air repatriation are the nationalities with the greatest declines in apprehensions at the border months later. You can see it. That would be the Haitians, the Venezuelans, Brazilians, and people from what is called the Northern Triangle. That's right. Those are the ones that they targeted. Now, what I argue, I mean, the the numbers are terrible at the border, even with that. But 
What I argue is that, you know, they're in the stratosphere, but without this, they would have been in the ionosphere. It would have been really terrible. Now, the reason I'm writing about this now, I have a piece out in town hall this morning, which is that these flights are predicated on Title 42, which is the Trump pandemic control policy that allowed Border Patrol to return immediately over the border everybody who crossed. The Biden administration kept Title 42, but they are under huge pressure to get rid of it. And those pressure points are working because it looks like they're probably going to get rid of Title 42 as early as April 1st, certainly no later than June 1st. And when that happens, I believe these air repatriation flights will will have to end unless they can come up with some other reason for them. Now, that Title Uh, 42, that was a Trump policy, and that was put in place to try to mitigate the effects of the pandemic. That's right. That's right. Anybody who crossed would be sent immediately back to Mexico with no opportunity to claim asylum. And Biden administration kind of kept it, but they opened an exemption for families and unaccompanied minors. And that exemption is the reason why we have the mass migration crisis today. It's a mass migration crisis made up almost entirely of family units and unaccompanied minors with lots of single adults being pushed back, but, you know, crossing and evading and running and getting into the country anyway. But when they do away with Title 42, that will open the way for all immigrants crossing the border illegally to claim asylum and get right in. And it's going to swamp the border. And that's not me saying it. That's the Biden administration preparing for a horrendous surge when they end Title 42. Axios recently reported all sorts of internal documents and emails and interviews that show that the Biden administration is anticipating at least 170,000 more crossing the border in a very short period right after they get rid of 42. So they are preparing for that. They are putting together an army of volunteers in federal government and federal agencies to come help. They're bringing in aircraft, expanding detention facilities. They're expecting a monumental, I guess I would call it a phase two of the crisis. And what I'm arguing is that, you know, the Central Americans, the Haitians, the Ecuadorans, the Brazilians who have really been, their numbers have declined because of the air deportations, will see this and join in. You'll suddenly see all of those groups just push that surge and it'll remain month after month. It won't just be a one-time 170,000. I suspect that it will go on month after month with the Central Americans again and the Venezuelans who who are all down in manageable pre-crisis numbers right now. Now, let me ask you a question, Todd. Does the administration have to rely on Title 42 or any other statute to continue deporting people by air? Can't they just with the task that they're given, the federal constitutional task to secure the borders, say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to ship these people coming through illegally back to their home countries. It is, and you report this, it is a disincentive because let's say you're, you're a smuggler and you've gotten $10,000 
to bring somebody over the border. Next thing you know, Border Patrol swoops him up, puts them on a plane, and go back home. They are not likely to try to come back again. It takes a lot of money to try to get across this border for some of these illegal immigrants, and they just don't have it. And when word spreads that that's what the Biden administration or any administration would be doing, wouldn't that serve as a disincentive for other illegal immigrants to say, you know what, maybe we better not try this? Oh, yeah. Well, it's air deportation is one of the most powerful and potent deterrence tactics that the federal government has in the arsenal. It works. The Trump administration used it. The Obama administration used it. The Clinton administration used it. Bush used it. They all have used it. It's very powerful. And Biden used it in September to shut down the Del Rio Haitian migrant camp under there. So it's it's very powerful. But But here's the thing. It is totally legal and within all government authorities to put people on those planes who illegally cross the border and ship them back. But the here, just bear with me here. Follow me. The Title 42 was a legal, it was a convenient legal device for the Biden administration to use in order to prevent those people from claiming asylum. Right. Title 42. Right. So Title 42 allows you to push people back and deny them access to the asylum system, which is, you know, that's the whole game here. Get it, get access to the asylum system and you get in. So when they do away with Title 42, they're left with something called expedited removal, which is also a legal authority. But expedited removal allows it has this asylum off ramp. So it's not as effective. You try to put somebody on the plane and they say, hey, I declare asylum. They're going to torture me if you send me back home. Then, you know, they have to off ramp them. So the Title 42 option is really the only one that works in, in the mass way that they've been using it, in my opinion. Plus, just recently, I think a couple of days ago, the Biden administration officially rescinded their policy of using expedited removal on in, on families and kids. So, you know, that, and that's who they've been deporting mostly. Wow. Uh, Look, it seems to me, families. and correct, just, let's just talk the politics of this for a minute. Todd, it seems to me that no matter what the Biden administration does, they are still facing a risk. If this is one of those situations to me that they could lose either way politically, if they step up and keep up the deportations and progressive groups become agitated as they should, because hear me out, this is the second time that Democrat Party has controlled the House of Representatives, had the White House, and had the numbers to control a majority vote in the Senate. And yet yes. there has been no comprehensive immigration plan laid out. There's not even the DACA problem has been addressed. They've done nothing in terms of illegal immigration except continue to posture. So if progressive groups and illegal immigrant advocacy groups get a hold of this and they say, look, these guys are full of it. They're not doing anything. This could be an election issue. If they don't continue these deportations and the numbers surge and we come into another photo op of people surging into the United States, the voters are not going to forget that either. The people who are opposed to these open borders and they this might energize them. 
So the way I look at this, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, either way it goes, do something, do nothing, leave it to the status quo, the Biden administration is risking their political fortunes in the midterm election. Well, that was a, that was a good analysis. I, I'm not sure what I can add to it, except this, that it is true that the, well, right now, the, the number one, there is no other agenda item for the progressive left than Title 42 and seeing its dismantlement. That is all they are pushing for right now. They want an immediate end to it because it's being used like this with these air deportation flights. And it's the last membrane holding back single adults who are the ones that are still being pushed back. When they get rid of Title 42, air repatriation flights likely stop, but everybody gets in. And I think that will highly please the progressives. They just want everybody to come in. They want no borders. They say it. It's not me, you know, interpreting their, you know, dog whistling or something. They just come right out and say it. And there's no deportation happening in the interior. So you will effectively have open borders. I think that as long as the the administration maintains Title 42, they're going to be in big trouble with that left wing. So they have to get rid of that first. And then you have the problem of mainstream Democrats, regular Democrats, not progressive Democrats, who don't like open borders. There is a pretty significant faction, I would say the majority, of old school regular Democrats do not want and unions and you know, people that care about labor and you know, those types don't like it. So, and Republicans are furious over just what's come over now already to this point. So I think that if the progressives get their way, and they will, because Title 42 can't be forever, it's for COVID, and COVID's kind of ending. So, you know, I think that they're going to still have a problem with their own party and with the Republicans. That's what I think. And that's going to go into the 2022 midterm elections. Well, one of the things I'd like to see happen, there are reports already that in Texas, right along in some of the border towns, traditionally held Democrat strongholds, that Democrats are shifting toward Republicans over the immigration issue. They're not happy with what the Biden administration's done. And you have local Democrats there that are saying, that's it, I'm flipping, I'm voting Republican. And if that is really a news story, if this is not just an anecdotal story with one or two people, if this turns out in any significant numbers, Democrats are going to find themselves in a world of hurt come November. That's right. You're absolutely correct. The Latino vote, I'll put that in quotes, it's sort of seen as this kind of monolithic one you know, entity kind of thing. It's, it's really more complicated than that. But it is true that Latinos in this country, Spanish-speaking you know, voters, they lean Democrat. They always have. But for the very first time in history that I know of outside of Florida and the Cubans, we did see in 2020 historic shift. And it wasn't just in Texas. It was all over the country. The New York Times did a great analysis of like 2,600 precincts that had majority Latino voters in them and found that they in double digits swung over to the Trump side, to the GOP side. 
they are really moving over there, and it's because of this issue. They did it the right way. They followed the rules. They waited their turn. They spent the fees. They did everything right. Their parents and grandparents did everything right, and they're seeing all of these tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just get the same benefit by breaking all the rules, disrespecting the country, and they don't like it. Well, and I talked to Mexican American leaders down in the valley in Texas, all along the Texas border, all the time, and you know they all recognize you know where the wind is is going. I remember, if I can just take a quick second here, sure. the mayor of Del Rio, who is you know just kind of a classic Democrat with a liberal, like he he's I think he's transgender, and you know he's flamboyant and openly gay and very openly progressive liberal as the mayor of Del Rio, which is right on the border. And last time I was down there interviewing him and listening to him, he was like a Trump border security hawk. You couldn't believe that guy was saying what was what he was saying. And, you know, that's what we're talking about. They know where the wind is blowing on this issue. And I think this is going to it's going to be good for Republicans. But the cost is just overwhelming that we've had all of these millions of people cross in. And, you know, I mean, the damage is done. The impact is going to be terrible. And it's just getting started. If Title 42 goes the way people are predicting, then, you know, you've just seen the beginning of this thing. Amazing. Well, that's the time that we have. Again, Todd, please tell people where they can reach you and how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, I'm at T. Bensman on Getter and Bensman Todd on Twitter. And you can read my writings at ToddBensman.com, ToddBensman.com. And I have a book called America's Covert Border War. It's available everywhere that books are sold. All righty. We will be back with our next installment of On the Border next week. You stay tuned for it. Thank you, Todd. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you.